It's your girl, I am Sheila Michelle, back with another episode of I Am Sheila Michelle, the podcast. I'm so glad to have y'all here. And I want y'all to put y'all hands together because as I mentioned, every guest on I Am Sheila Michelle is special. And I promise you, I promise you, this is a very, very, very special guest. I want y'all to welcome Mrs. Mrs. Nas Anderson, who is CEO of Paymac Consulting. Paymac is a media agency and also has a strategic operations consulting arm as well, known as Back End Bestie on IG. Paymac um, Media Consulting, under well, not Paymac Media Consulting, but under your Back End Bestie, you are now an author. Yes. 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 Congratulations, <laughs> Thank you. Okay, can we say Amazon Bestseller? Yes. Okay, come on. And Barnes and & Noble and, and all the things. Yes. yes, yes. Thank you. So I want to make sure, and we're going to come back before we close out the podcast later on, but I want to make sure right now, y'all go ahead and make this first note, and that's to grab the book, Run the Play. Okay? All you got to do is run the play now. Period. Run the play, mm -hmm. which will give you nine components to build and scale your business. Yes. And so I'm so excited about this conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. <laughs> um, it's such a blessing to be here. Um, you know, one thing that I really, really value about you is just you sharing your gift, mm -hmm. right? Because you could be keeping all the games, <laughs> all the gems, yeah. all the goodies mm -hmm. to yourself, mm -hmm. but you unselfishly share these things mm -hmm. with communities. And so I want to go right into the building and scaling of business and mm -hmm. why it's important to think not only about building the business, mm -hmm. but also scaling the business. Yes. So, you know, that's all about starting with a plan. You know, a lot of the times we have great ideas. A lot of us are so skillful in what we do, but it's kind of like, how do I make this an actual legitimate business that I can leave to my children? And that's one thing I valued about you when I first met you. I'm like, wow, you're really teaching people how to start a legitimate business that they can hand down to generations to come is not just a fly by night situation. Like, I'm like, I didn't even know we could own clinical labs and dress, drug testing centers. You know what I mean? So, you know, just in that, when you start, you have to start with the end in mind. And I think that's so important. And that's something that people leave out all the time. They're just kind of going with the day to day. Mm -hmm. But if you create a plan from the beginning, the sky is truly the limit. Yes, mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And speaking of starting with the end in mind, mm -hmm. when you were little Nas, <laughs> before you became big Nas, mm -hmm. before God did his big one with you, right? Mm -hmm. What were you thinking? Honestly, we laugh about it. Ken and I and my husband, we laugh about it all the time. But I was a different kind of kid, and I didn't realize it until I got older and had my own kids. But I didn't like to play as a child. Like, my idea of playing was acting like I'm on a computer, even though computers just came out when I was a child. Right. And whenever we would travel somewhere, I would save the plane tickets and act like I was traveling on business trips. And so I, I legitimately did this. And so... Somehow, some kind of way, because I didn't have that example. I mean, you know, I, I'm a 
I come from Jamaica. You know, I was born there. My family's from there. And they worked. They came here for a better life to work. Nobody came here to really start a business or do anything like that. So it was ingrained in me. Education, education, education. You know, get a good job. And then you'll be good. Um, It wasn't until I met my husband. And he comes from a line of entrepreneurs that he was like, you know what? We could do stuff for ourselves. We don't have to work for anybody. So I'm like, man, this little girl with these big dreams to, you know, run a company could run their own company, not somebody else's. Yes, I love (laughs) that. I love that. So one thing that's very important to you is being intentional. Mm -hmm. Talk to my rich friends about that. Yes, I mean... Again, like I said, we we have so many ideas all the time, but why are you doing anything that you do? Wow. You know what I mean? Is it because you saw somebody doing it? Is it because you just want to try it out? Like whatever your why is, you the only way that you'll actually be able to be disciplined in something that you do is because you want to do it with a greater purpose. So you're intentional about it. You know, just like something so simple as you want to get your hair done. You're not just going to wake up and think someone's going to come to your house and do your hair. You're going to what? Get online. Start looking for someone to do your hair. That That's intention. Mm-hmm. You have a goal in mind, so you're actually doing the steps that it takes to reach that goal. That's intention. Yeah. And so I think oftentimes, even just not in your business, but in our personal lives, when you don't move with intention, mm-hmm. you find yourself all over the place. You find yourself you know, getting out of alignment. I know you talk about that all the time, but that's only because you're not being intentional. Mm, mm-hmm. I love that. So coming to America or even being, you were born in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I was raised here though. So you technically I'm American. Okay. <laughs> so do you get a dual passport? I have a Jamaican passport, you know, cause coming from there and then yes, I, when I became an American citizen, I was able to get an American passport. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Was it, was it hard for you to become citizen? Well, my mom became a citizen. So I just became a citizen through her. But I think okay. back then it was a little easier. Okay. So she filed for me after she became a citizen. She was so excited. You know, you have to go through and, you know, learn about America and like it's a whole process, you know, that people aren't familiar with. And again, back then it was a lot easier. I think the process is way harder now. Yeah. But back then it was easy. So I became a citizen through her. And yeah. And tell us about um, your Jamaican heritage. Like how close are are you connected? Like, do you go home a Mm -hmm. lot? Like, do you cook? A lot of Jamaican <laughs> dishes for the fam. like. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so interesting because, you know, for a long time I felt like I didn't belong in any place because being raised in a Jamaican household, it's like, oh, you're being too American, you know, and I'm just being myself because this is all I know. I was right. raised in America. Right. So, you know, if I'm doing something that's kind of different from the culture it's like oh you're those american ways you're so americanized and then when i'm out you know even up until the uh, this just recently someone's like you're not jamaican because i don't have an accent right but it's like my mom's jamaican my dad's jamaican my like my whole family's jamaican so you know culturally because i wasn't immersed in the culture in jamaica sometimes it can feel out of place you know people are telling stories and you're like i don't even know the place you're talking about and things like that but 
I understand the food, you know, I can cook a couple things. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I can throw down just all the cuisine, but I am pretty much American. Like I can relate more to America than I can to Jamaica because I just wasn't raised there. And being raised here, you, uh, you adapt to what you see and learn here in this country. So do you think it makes a difference? Like, are your family ties deep to where, like, that becomes a source of contention? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah a lot when I was getting older. Because like I said, it's like Caribbean culture is very, um, what's the word, strong. You know, it's like, you know, we band together. It's like, you know, one nation, one is <laughs> really close-knit. Yeah, one love, all the things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just different in America. Like, my independence, like me wanting to do different things and be on my own and um, things of that nature, it might be viewed like me not respecting, you know, the adults in my life and things like that. It wasn't because I wasn't trying to be respectful. It's just because I'm in a different culture. So I'm at school, you know, with kids who have opinions and they're stating their opinions. You can't do that in a Caribbean household. It's like, who y'all chat to? You know, it's like, you know, like what's going on? And so I think culturally, I think what I've gotten the most from my culture is my love for people. Not saying that in America it's right. not a loving culture, right. but um, it is it is a very like, I'll give you the shirt off my back kind of yeah. culture. And yeah. so I definitely see that difference yeah. in who I am as a person. Well, mm -hmm. we're grateful to have you, <laughs> Queen. But I don't know. I, I feel like um, when we connected, I, I sent, like, I feel like you have a Jamaican look about you. I, <laughs> I hear a, a undertone there. Really? Yeah, okay. I, get, I get the island vibe. Okay, that makes. I me guess happy. you got to travel to know these things. Yeah, okay, you got to travel <laughs> to know these things. So, talk to us about what what you've had to do intentionally mm -hmm. to get you to where you are now, mm -hmm. or talk to us about. If if you're not moving in total silence, mm -hmm. talk to us about what you're doing intentionally now to get to your next goal. Mm, that's a great question. Um, so to get to where I am now, I had to first understand what it is that I wanted to do. Right. Um, a lot of the times, like I said, you can have an idea. But even for us, we started Paymac Consulting with the idea that small businesses should be able to compete in the market. Yeah. Just because you're okay. small doesn't mean that you can't, you know, really grow and be able to make the kind of money that the big businesses are making because the big businesses started small small. Like people don't often think about that. Like right. everyone's has to start small, but it's what you do with what you're starting with that gets you to being that big business. Um, So intentionally when we started Paymac, I didn't even want to start this business. My husband was like, man, he worked for a advertising agency and he only did audio. So I don't know if you know this, but when you watch a commercial, a lot of the times the sound is not filmed right then it's re it's put in after right so like the sound effects you know all that kind of stuff that's put in after and so that's what he did for car commercials and it was a small business that he worked for they had like 30 employees and they were making millions of dollars a year 
And the quality was like different. So he was like, you know, I see a lot of black owned businesses. You know, we're all for the black and brown and the quality of the content and, you know, just the things that they were putting out is like you can't compete in the market like this. So we're like, okay, well, we can help our people, you know, be better or do better in the market that would allow for more businesses to be successful and have more longevity because that's what it's all about nobody starts a business hoping that it'll end in five years you start a business hoping that you'll have 20 30 40 years in the game but the only way you can do that is if you're operating to that level of a fortune 500 company Woo, what a collection play that girl. <laughs> listen, you preaching, okay? You, it's real. Listen, you are preaching. Yeah, so, so we had that intention. So we're like, okay, when we get with a business, it's not really just about what you bring to the table because some things you just may not know as a small business, you know? So it's like, okay, let's pour into this business. Let's say, hey, have you thought about this? Hey, are you currently doing this in your business? You know, and not just be so surface-based. Let's go a little deeper so that you have a chance to be successful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, okay, okay. You pushing all the buttons today. You pushing all the right <laughs> buttons. Um, so great ideas, right? Mm -hmm. So for folks that are thinking of starting a business, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, entrepreneurs that I have worked with, I, most of them that I worked with initially were people who were starting a business for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. They just know they're tired of the nine to five. They know, you know, they don't have a lot of knowledge, but they're willing to learn. Mm -hmm. They may not have a lot of coins, but, you know, they'll bet what they got. Right. Um, what advice would you give a newcomer to entrepreneurship Whew. as it relates <laughs> to a great idea? Like helping them understand how to shake down right. the idea to figure out, okay, like I don't boil this thing down and it's still cooking, like mm -hmm. it's still good. Or uh, now, you know what? I need to turn this eye off because this is done. Yeah, that's it. That's the advice. Um, research. People hate it. Yeah. But it's like, how do you just say, I'm going to do this and not know what's going on around you? You have to do your market research. Yeah. Your idea only matters if when you bring it to the market, you're serving a need or a desire. Mm. If people don't need what you have, it's really not that great of an idea. <laughs> and that's like, just real. <laughs> Y'all, she's taught me that simple math. <laughs> she told me don't ask her no little questions it's, like that again. <laughs> no, no, real talk. But I said that to say, I think that's a lot of small businesses' downfalls. They're like, oh, I really want to do this. And they're so passionate about it. It, but and then they're like no one's buying it I've done everything I've tried everything they're pouring money into an idea that's just not gonna work because people don't need it yeah people don't need it or they don't want it yeah you know and so doing market research allows you to say okay here's my idea how can I make this make sense to where people need it or want it because that's really the only difference that it's going to make. It's not about you. It's about your customer. Right. So if you're not serving them, how are you going to, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, how is your business no, going to? I love that. And I think in some cases, people can create a demand. I use Kanye mm -hmm. Yeezys mm -hmm. all the time. 
Y'all didn't want Yeezys until Yeezys was out there. That's true. He created the demand for it. Yeah. Right? But he also had a pl platform or a foundation to do something. Right. Yeah. But how did he create the demand? He gave the people something that they, they wanted. Want yeah. Absolutely. That's that need or the want. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And so you also mentioned, um, you know, nobody starts a business thinking about going out of business in five years. And I recently came across a statistic. So I am preparing for um, my 100K Deals Mastermind, Yay. which I'm so excited about. Yes. So uh, there will be 11 CEOs traveling to Turks and Caicos, and we're going to spend, you know, five to six days. Mm -hmm. uh, two of the days will be in session, actually showing them how to do brand sponsorships, corporate partnerships, um, you know, government contracts, things that are related to healthcare and so transportation good. entrepreneurship, which is my niche. Mm -hmm. Um, they have a couple of days to actually enjoy the island and mm. a couple of days to network, right? So okay. all about masterminding. And as I've been preparing for those sessions, I came across a statistic about 50% of businesses go out of business after five years. Yep. So like imagine yep. doing all this quote unquote betting on yourself. Mm -hmm. Imagine, you know, the pictures, the photos, the website, yep. the brochures, mm -hmm. the networking events, the people you pay, everything, the nights you stay up late researching, mm -hmm. you know, the nights you stay up late you know, making sure you have a viable customer service model, yep. product line, whatever it is, all the things that you're doing. And then five years later, you fall off the map. Like all the way out. Hit wonder. Yeah. And so that really, you know, just got me to thinking more about how important it is for these ladies to understand how to, we got to just think bigger. The mm -hmm. Part of the reason why we're not um, getting bigger deals is because we ain't going after them. Yeah. It's intimidating. We're not. It, it is, and and the people fear really is a huge part of why people go out of business because they're unwilling to change. You know, like you, we started with the you have a great idea, that's great, but as you're running a business, sometimes things happen around you in this world where you have to change to keep up with what's going on. So you can stay alive. Look at Kodak. Look at Blockbuster. I mean, this is not new. Right. Nothing. None of this is right. new. So think of a small business that doesn't have the capital, that doesn't have access to the resources and even the information. And they're unwilling to say what's going on in the market that I need to adapt to so that I can stay in this game. And I tell people, too, and I love that you use those because for an OG like myself, like Kodak, Kodak, what? Like... <laughs> Yeah, hello. And what you talking about, Blockbuster? Who would have thunk it? Yeah, nobody. Absolutely nobody would have thunk that, mm -hmm. right? But the the thing about it is just that we need to do it scared. Mm -hmm. I don't really like that phrase. I ain't gonna lie. I don't like the phrase do it scared. Mm -hmm. I, I prefer 
moving with confidence. Mm -hmm. I prefer being intentional. I prefer betting on myself, believing in myself. Like yeah. I'm not even thinking about being scared. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like if I am scared, I'm not thinking about being scared. Because yep. what does that do? Nothing. It just breeds more fear, right? Paralyzes but if fear. you need to do a scared, then sis, do it scared. <laughs> because we have got to get into the bigger game. Yeah. And if we're not growing, which requires change, then some might argue that we're actually not even living, right? Mm -hmm. So that is just so important because there is no way that we can become the the highest version of ourselves or these bigger versions of ourselves without changing period and you know you get to a stage in life where you know you're a certain age or you've been doing something a certain amount of time mm -hmm. and you realize just how much more change you have to make like yeah. it does not end mm -hmm. right but it's all for your good, which means it's for whomever you're serving good. And that's what it's about. And so, and to your point, keep your eye on the customer. That's they be like, keep your eye on the bag. Keep your eye on the customer and the bag will follow. Yeah. Wherever your bag is, your customer is, that's where your bag is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And that's, yeah, that's all about being intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And you also have to get in front of the right people. So if you, so you want to, you want to do your market research, as you were saying, you want to, you know, make sure you have something that people need. But if you over here selling, if you in Rome and you're not selling what Rome needs, because what you selling needs to be over here in Venice, yep. you got to make a move. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like it is those those fundamental building blocks that you're talking about that people don't know about. Yeah. And that's probably why they need to get this book from the play. <laughs> yes. That's probably why they need to get And it's so play. simple, too, because, again, I mean, think about anything in your life. When you don't make a plan... How successful are you? You know what I mean? Like even even on a small scale, like what are you going to do today? Yeah. Well, when you free ball it, a lot of the times you end up doing a lot of nothing. Right. So, you know, I wrote the book because I'm like business plans are a little bit out, not a little bit, but they're very much outdated in a sense, like even grant applications and loan applications and things of that nature. They're not asking for those anymore. They're asking you for a business model canvas. Yeah. And that is a one page overview of your business. Yes. From all of those nine components, what's your cost structure? Yeah. What's your customer segment? That's who you're serving. Right. You know what I mean? What channels are you using? Right. Your value proposition. All of right. these things are something that you need to constantly understand yeah. in your business for yeah. you to stay in business. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> One, the, Some of the things um, that we start our clients off with that are in our agency program. Mm -hmm. We have an agency program. We have a project management program mm -hmm. and we have a subscription program. Mm -hmm. We drop the um, digital. Mm -hmm. We no longer have mm -hmm. a uh, self-study program anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because we want people to be profitable. We want them to be strong CEOs, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's, it's very difficult in this day and age when people have so much coming at them yep. for them to really start a business or start a drug test center or a clinical lab simply by being left to their own mm -hmm. vices. It just, it, 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 I do have some clients that it works for, but like not that many. Yeah. So your clients will also tell you what's not working for them directly or indirectly, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so we just said, we're going to scrap you the know, digital, study. yeah, we're going to scrap yeah. self-study, self-serve, 
self-startup and we're going to really just be in a position as because that's the onus is on us as the leaders and experts to help people really understand what they need yeah and sometimes that's mindset like you were saying plan like some clients don't know how to plan their day to take the self-study course right and so it's just so so many things you know that i think before you that people that prep that people need before they can even understand how to run the play. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, um, but where, where I was actually going with that is that, so inside of our program, we have our clients develop a vision, a mission and their core values. Yeah. Because if you don't understand where it is that you want this great idea to go mm-hmm. and you don't understand what you do in the moment to serve mm-hmm. the people that you want to pay you, yep. right? And you don't have any anything you stand 10 toes down, as they say, on, mm-hmm. then your business... No where, foundation. Where, yeah, your business doesn't have a foundation. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy to come up with those things. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's not easy. But do you cover any of that? Like, is that kind of part of the business canvas? Yeah. More of a pre-read? No, that's a part of the business canvas. So that's a part of more so your value proposition, right? Like, how are you going to stand out from everybody else in the market? And you have to understand that by knowing what you stand for, right? And who you're serving as a customer. I think it's so important. You know, some businesses have the luxury of having having everyone be their customer in a sense. But most businesses, surprisingly, you have to really understand what that customer avatar is. Like, who is this person who is looking for you, who's waiting for you, who is ready for you? You build that person and then you go after that person. You know, you use your different channels, just like, you know, when you talked about networking events. Well, you're not supposed to go to every networking event. You're supposed to go to the networking event where you're going to find the people who you can serve and that may not be at everybody's event yeah you know and so understanding like you said what that foundation is which that's what the business model canvas covers when you know that foundation you can walk boldly as you go on this journey because can't nobody tell you nothing about your business yes you understand your business first yes now can you pick up resources along the way absolutely can you learn from other people along the way absolutely but when you understand it first and foremost and you can feel confident about it it changes the way you make decisions. Yeah. You're not as scared. Yes. You know, just all the things. You're more intentional yeah. because you have an actual plan. Yeah. Right? So I think people, right. So I think people are trying to skip kindergarten. Yeah. Go straight to middle school. Straight to college, girl. <laughs> they all the way in college. <laughs> you said something else that re- that made me think about college. And I know every entrepreneur has not had, you know, what some might call formal education, right? Mm-hmm. So every entrepreneur has doesn't have a degree. They may have a degree, but it's not a degree in business, right? Right. right. Or it's not an advanced degree. And I don't think you need those things to be an entrepreneur per se. Mm-hmm. However, when we talk about research, things like college, that's what kind of gives you the discipline mm-hmm. to do research. Right. Because one, you had to do it because you had to write research mm-hmm. pa- papers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so... I would say for those rich friends of mine who have been to school, right? You you've been to you've been to college, you know, you have a degree. 
Like, be prepared to leverage that stuff. That's what yeah. college to me is really all about. Yeah. It's not necessarily about the degree you got. It's mm -hmm. about the tenacity and the skills that you gain while getting that degree. So be prepared to leverage those things. Like, if you got your degree, it's, it's in you for sure because yeah. you already did it. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't get your degree, I mean... There's run the play. And there's Google. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, oftentimes I have consultations weekly and it's always the same problem that people wow. are having. Different people, different businesses, different industries. Yeah. And it's always the same problem. You don't know what you don't know. And that's no fault yeah. to you. Right. Yeah. But the lack of seeking the knowledge is on you. You have to take ownership of not knowing something and being okay with that. Ignorance is not bliss when it comes to your business. Right. You know what I mean? And there's so much free information out here. Like, we live in a day and age now where shouldn't nobody walk around saying, oh, I didn't go to school, so I don't know. Nah, that's a, that's a cop out. Yeah. You have to not be lazy and actually do the work to figure it out by looking it up. Yeah. And that's a simple Google search yeah. and a simple YouTube search. My husband built PayMac Media on YouTube. He went yeah. to YouTube University. Yeah. He did not go to school to learn videography and photography and all those things. He had a desire and he wanted to be able to compete on a high level. So he did the work. He practiced. He still studies every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not when you say you love something or you say that you want to excel in something, you're going to put the time in. It would it take 10,000 hours? for you to master something we're not even willing to put in 100 hours nowadays not even 10 not even 10 and it shows yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I definitely agree with that um why operations consulting well, I, I have a um, Six Sigma green belt. So what that is, is for process improvement and quality improvement. Um, Lean Six Sigma was developed by the guy who actually founded Toyota. Okay. Um, and so it's a methodology that says that you should operate your business in a lean way. And that means that you should reduce waste and increase efficiency. And you can do that by understanding what is your current workflow or what does your workflow need to be on the most basic, you know, level, yeah. right? A lot of the times we think if we hire more people or if we spend more money, we just throw money at it, it's going to be better. But I actually take the opposite approach. How efficient can you be when you strip away everything that you possibly can strip away, but still function at a high level? That's what, when you take that base, then you can start adding things onto it, right? And that's how you start scaling and doing all the things. But initially, you have to understand what are the 10 steps? Those are key activities that's in the business model canvas. What are the 10 steps that I have to do in my business every day for it to run? A lot of people don't know the answer to that question. Right. And what I should be doing specifically as a CEO. Yep. And, or what I, you should be delegating. Yeah. And, what, and if I should even be the CEO. Yes. That right? part. Because sometimes you shouldn't be the CEO of your business. You can be a business owner. Or you can own a company and you don't have to be the CEO mm -hmm. because maybe you're not ready for that. Because if you are the CEO, you're going to have to develop yourself. And I definitely feel like that is something that is so overlooked mm -hmm. in social selling. Yes. Right. The yes. development. I just finished listening to The Rockefeller Habits, mm. and it was absolutely amazing. Wow. Um, it is focused on uh, growing firms mm -hmm. 
and how to maximize value mm. as a growing firm. So for example, um, my company's Q2 goal is to increase the valuation of our company mm. and to increase the value for our customers. Right. And so everyone on the team was able to provide input as to what is it that they believe they should do as part of their role mm. and responsibility to provide the maximum value. Right. 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 Because they're doing a job. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to hear from them. And then they have to translate that into daily priorities. The so key it, activity. Right. So it's not mm -hmm. doing everything on a list because there's a million things on the list. Yesterday right. I had 25,000 things to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I got maybe three done. But as long as they were the most important or right. the most urgent, right. I still scored. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then they score themselves as well. So mm -hmm. by the end of the week, the expectation is that you got a five out of five. You wow. get a point every day. Now, you get a half point if you showed up and worked. Right. You get a whole point, a full point, if you were able to meet those priorities. I love that. Yeah, because that way, because nobody wants to score zero. Right, right, right. right. So we don't want that. Yeah. But it also just keeps it linear, I think, mm -hmm. simple. Mm -hmm. And then also you're keeping that... Um, you're able to see if people are meeting the priorities a lot more quickly. You you have more visibility into that. Mm -hmm. And then you streamline what it is that people are focusing on, almost like critical path and mm -hmm. project management, right? Mm -hmm. So that you, because without that, then as a CEO, you're not doing your job because nope. your job as a CEO is to be able to predict. Yes. And, and make decisions. Yeah. And you can't do that when you're in the weeds every day. Right. And I love that you're including your team in the ownership. Because I think so often we feel like, oh, I'm the boss, I'm a boss. And it's like, you're only as good as your team, though. Yes. Right? So if you're a boss and you're not preparing your team, if you're not including them in on the conversation of what your plans are to scale, and you have these unrealistic expectations of them because you're not giving them the resources and the tools that they need to function every day, yeah. then that is not going to help you reach the success or maintain right. the success that you want to achieve, right. you know? Um, and so that's why the business model canvas is also very important because that one page document, you can share it with your team. Mm -hmm. Your team should understand what your value proposition yeah. is. Your team should understand who your key partners are and what your key activities are because those things don't often change on a day-to-day -day basis, right. right? You know, it'll change over time because it's a living document, but it's it's going to stay pretty consistent once you start building, Yeah. right? And then yeah. You can follow it like a roadmap. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, because that's also, that's what we're, you know, leveraging as for our 100K deals, mm -hmm. you know, is basically like that value proposition. Because once you understand that, you can now respond to the grants. Yeah. You can, you know, respond to the government contracts. You can mm -hmm. respond to, you know. The partnerships. The yeah. Because you, like you said, you know who you are. Mm -hmm. Nobody is telling you. You're telling them like who you are and you're doing so confident. Yeah. Yeah, very important. And even just, you know, people are always like, oh, I want to do pitch competitions and things like that. It's like, can you tell me what you do in 30 seconds? That's a real thing. Yeah. That's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. And, you know, getting that groundwork done, like you said, developing yourself as the face of the business when you're first starting right. out, everyone can't hire a CEO right away and you don't have to be the CEO, right. but you should understand what it is you do do and who you do it for yeah. at a basic level right. and know your numbers. Right. I 
had a meeting the other day, and that's the first thing he asked me. He was like, "Well, what are your numbers? What what are, what's your monthly um, revenue goals?" Right. And I was able to tell him I haven't even the I just finished the book, right? But I was able to tell him because I understood. Okay, before I even finished writing the book, I understood how much do I how many copies do I need to sell each month to yeah. reach. XYZ goals. How many workshops do I need to do? You know what I mean? So just really understanding what it is that you're doing on a basic level. You don't need a degree to do that. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I I love that. And I think that that 30 seconds is very critical. Mm -hmm. Like that 30 seconds could be a $30 million deal. Yeah. If you, you talking, never know who you talking yeah, to. You talking spicy and nice, <laughs> like no, but but you but you really don't. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I had one client who was my client through another client, mm-hmm. you know. So it really was their client, and I'm providing a service to their client, right? And now they have become my client on the drug testing and clinical lab awesome. side, right? And why? Why is that? Because they understand, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. understand. And so, you know, my tips, rich friends, are really like, you know, to just kind of run run it back. It's like you do, you got to define. So what we've heard is we need to do research to make sure we got a great idea. Mm-hmm. If we're starting a business or changing our business even, right? Mm-hmm. New services, products. Um, we need to have some data, some numbers to back that stuff up, mm-hmm. Right. And we need to be in tune into what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it. Then it comes off as so authentic. Like, this is such authentic energy right there, mm-hmm. like, right here, right now, like mm-hmm. very grounded because, mm-hmm. like, this is what you do. Like, mm-hmm. you could close your eyes <laughs> and put your hands behind your back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Yeah, that's it's, real. It's the same thing. Yeah. Right? And so that's how it, basically you have to be able to articulate that to people and, I show, talk it and show it. Mm-hmm. And then money just kind of starts showing up at your door. Like people, because when I had that conversation, I was doing a training of sorts. You know, it was more like, hey, I got this client base. Let me get them together real quick. Right. And let me tell them some things that they need to know about this particular business process. That's all it was, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, when I followed up with this person as part of a business process, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This person's like, oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about Look at that. Drug Test Center Clinical Lab. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they signed on. See? So, yeah. So being intentional, you know, it is. Yeah. And it actually falls in line because I want to start working with men. Mm-hmm. I want to start working with men a lot. Okay. Um, because I just feel like it's such such an opportunity for men to touch other men, like younger men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So we have some men in our program. Um, They're not currently active. You know, they have stuff going on already. Right. But, you know, that was already, when you talk about intention, like that was in my head. Like I really want to get connected to men who want to start drug testing centers and clinical labs. And they may expand off into other services Mm -hmm. that really get down and touch other young men, particularly African-Americans. So look at God. And because you know that you know how to move, you move differently. 
Again, like we talked about, because you know that now you're going to be in different rooms, right? Because you're going to go to where your customer is and you're not just going to be all over the place because you have intention. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you, man. That's dope. I'm proud of you. (laughs) I I, got to get my book ordered and autographed. Yes. Yes. When is the book signing? So the book should be released on Small Business Week, which is May 1st through the 5th, and it'll be available on Barnes & Nobles, Walmart.com. Um, and Amazon is playing with me, so I'm not going to put their name out here. But it'll <laughs> definitely be on BarnesandNobles.com. I so. love that. Yes. Well, I cannot you. wait um, to attend the book signing. Thank I can't you. wait to get my book personally signed. You're going to have your book, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to thank you, um, you know, not just for supporting, you know, my company, but, you know, just, just um, for supporting communities. I just think that we really, really, really need to just start acknowledging people's good work. Mm-hmm. Like people don't got to get a, a a Grammy or an Oscar or, you know, and that's, that's great true. or NAACP award. Those are all great. Not, not taking anything from that, but right. like we have everyday heroes out here. Agreed. And, um, and you're one of them. Well, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's tough in these entrepreneur streets. Very. And so just having someone that is willing to, you know, lend their gifts and help other people be their best, mm-hmm. right? That's a blessing. It is. And I don't take that for granted. Oh, well, thank you. And, you know, I think, like you said, it's all about using your gifts for good. Yeah. You know, sometimes the world will take that away from you. Like, I have my moments where, like, I'm not helping nobody else. <laughs> and it's like, but that goes against my nature. Yeah. So it's like, am I going to change who I am because of one or two people yeah. who may not understand or appreciate it? Absolutely not. There you go. You That's know? why I tell people, I'm not going to quit my job until God tell me so. I ain't going to let nobody drive me crazy. Period. <laughs> so it's 2023. Um, three years from now, hmm. what should we expect from Paymac Media, <laughs> Paymac Consulting mm-hmm. on the media side and on the strategic operations consultant side. I love that. Um, Three years, expect very large conferences for small business owners who want to start and they're not really sure where to. Um, And just, you know, wherever God leads, you know, I actually stopped talking about what my future is because I'm on this day-by-day process with God. Okay. I'm like, you know, Lord, I need you to lead. So today you might have me here on Sheila Michelle's couch. Next week you might have me on the street, you know, serving somebody. And I'm okay with that. Yes, I love that. (laughs) Do you, um, what advice do you have for people who want to build teams? Like, so for you, you understand the need the value and how to run lean mm-hmm. but everybody doesn't understand yeah. how to run lean so yeah. what advice do you have for people with regard to that definitely know what your key activities are first because sometimes we hire titles versus things that you actually need right you might hear somebody say oh I have a COO so you're like oh I need a COO yeah. well not necessarily so once you understand what your day-to-day operations look like and you understand that fully then you can understand well who are the people that I need to take on these responsibilities yeah right and so you can operate more lean because if you hire a VA versus hiring a manager yeah. you know what I mean you may be able to get some more things done and taken off your plate 
pay a little less, but it's all about you knowing it first so that you can train yeah. and put people in their rightful positions. Yeah, because yeah. I had 10 VAs last year. <laughs> like, no, I'm not exactly. Really? Not I literally had 10 VAs. Well, were, they were all doing different things? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you consolidated? I did. I'm down to four. Okay, now. that's good. Um, But yeah, I had 10. What made you have so many? Because um, there was just so much work to do. Mm. You know, there was a lot of work yeah. to do. So, you know, I had a personal assistant. I had an executive assistant. Um, I had an operations person. I had, you know, a technical person. I had a uh, a business analyst. Mm -hmm. I had um, someone taking calls. Mm -hmm. And I still do. All of those roles are needed. Mm -hmm. However, what I realize is, in other words, they are the right seat, mm -hmm. but not the right skill set. Right. So if you don't have that. the right skill set in a role, you have 50, 50 people. But if it's not the right folks. Facts. And so... And who was managing all these people? You? I was primarily managing them. I mean, we had the office still open at that time. That yeah. was before we became mobile. So I didn't have to manage everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but I did a good bit of management. That's a lot. It is a lot. Because mm -hmm. um, that in and of itself is a role. Mm -hmm. But... um. You know, having worked with offshore teams, I'm familiar with the model. Yeah. You know, global project management, big four consulting project management with offshore teams. So I'm familiar with the model. Mm -hmm. But I would just say, you know, uh, a wise woman once told me you can do as much with a little as you can a lot. And so we're functioning off those four. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a high performance you know, high, you know, high intensity team, mm -hmm. but you know, they're getting it done. So I think for me, just making sure we got everything as tight as possible. Yeah. Then I feel like you can go because those hires are just so important. Yeah. And you, but I think what's so important too, what I've watched in you and how you've been scaling your business is every time you understand what your customer needs, you make the correct changes. Aww. You know what I mean? So often people right. are like, it's not me. It's them. It's not yeah. you. You know what I well, mean? Well, I was like that for a while. <laughs> oh, well. I, I was like that for a while. Like, it's not me. It's them. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, working with, um, working with you all and working with other people, I think that it wasn't, I got to a place where I understood it's not a, it's, it's, it's not me. It's them. Mm -hmm. It's about, you're doing what because that's personalizing. Exactly. So it's like, okay, nobody told me, hey, you need to drop that, you know, self-study program. Right. Right. Because right. we totally implemented Mighty Networks mm -hmm. for that reason. Right, right, right. But when we look at what our number one seller is, our number one seller it's was our 10K agency, uh, okay. which is now 15K, by the way. Okay. So this run the play, I think you know, the nine components to build and scale your business that you have, you know, authored is not, is, is, this is something that I, without even reading it, that I feel like somebody can, uh, 
apply, reapply, apply, mm -hmm. reapply, you know, over time. And those are the types of periodicals that we should want to have, mm -hmm. like on our bookshelf. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the goal. Classics. Yeah. That's the intention. <laughs> that's the intention. That's the intention. So where can, where can my rich friends find you? Your rich friends can find me at Back and Bestie on all platforms, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. And by the way, if you're not on all platforms, you should be because your customer is everywhere. Um, but yeah, and backandbestie.com. Thank you so much. I really appreciate Thank you, you. For coming today. So excited. I'm honored to be here, y'all. I get to sit on the couch. I what? <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you'll come back of and course. talk to us about the conference. Yes, will do. Thank you. Thank you. All right.